Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morency. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust up and everybody else in between. Breaking it down. Sports Rage Sunday has begun. As the National Basketball Association season is now done. Pretty crazy, but it's actually been officially one year. We actually tipped off 365 uh, days ago. Hard to believe, uh, but it is uh, what it is. And LeBron James wins his fourth NBA uh, championship. Uh, LeBron James nails down another NBA Finals MVP. Only Michael Jordan has more. And uh, LeBron James says after the basketball game, put some uh, respect uh, on my name when you talk about me. I don't know, bro. You know, your nickname and people call you king. Like, I don't know. Like, do you want to be called emperor? Is that the deal? Like, I don't know how much more respect uh, he wants. As you know, and LeBron James and the Lakers, hey, listen, they deserve respect. Uh, they they deserve respect uh, for what they did. But, you know, LeBron comes out hot uh, after the uh, the game, demanding, uh, demanding respect for him and for the Los Angeles Lakers. Because, yeah, I know the Lakers are like big underdogs. Like, you know, it's amazing that LeBron has found a way to somehow, like, um, I don't know, like, right away, like, spoil it. And, and yeah, I don't think he cares that he spoiled it for, for people. I'm sure LeBron fans will just say, oh, yeah, people are just hating. People are hating. But when, you, when, when people call you king, you can't complain about respect. It's pretty simple. Like, when your nickname is king, you can't say, well, people don't, you know, you don't respect me enough. It's like, bro, like, your nickname is king. I don't know, like. What do, you, what do you want? Like Emperor, uh, Master, Master James? I, I don't know. Like I, I don't know what like what what exactly he's looking for. And as great as LeBron James is, and I didn't think we were going to go down this road tonight because it's not about Michael Jordan, but it's pretty clear that LeBron James won't be happy until everybody says, you know what, you're the best basketball player that ever played. And as great as LeBron James is, and I don't want to make it about this, but he makes it about this all the time. Hey, four championships is great, uh, but four and six. You know what? This is like cards. It doesn't beat 6-0, and oh, bro. It is what it is. Just accept it. You're great. You're the best player of the generation. Isn't that enough? All right, I'm not even a Minnesota Viking fan, and that was hard to watch at the end of the game. we got a lot of stuff to get. Big man on campus stepping up in it. Sports Rage Sunday. The Sports Mass. Bet your rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking? 
and want to know how to make it your career. Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Don't ruin your appetites. I'm buying lunch for everybody on me. Oh. What's the occasion? I'm rich. I won my bets on the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, and I chunked it all on a hockey game, and I won that. Wait, all right, all right. How much did you win? 116 bucks. What a windfall. Yeah. Yeah, I still feel tingly. Sports Rage Late Night continues. I still feel tingly. Uh, you know what? Uh, we feel a little tingly uh, as uh, well. Uh, another... Another uh, plus uh, plus unit uh, weekend in the National Football League, plus units uh, with uh, with college football as well. Uh, we'll get into the National Football League, uh, but, you know, the, the NBA will linger for a couple of more days. Uh, you know, we've got the uh, the post-series report tonight. Uh, Pete Yiannopoulos will join us later in the week, and uh, we'll get into it uh, with Pete. We'll start taking a look uh, forward uh, next year's uh, future odds. And when we say next year, really, next year's not all that far off. It's a couple of months. A draft around the corner, free agency, I think, is on December the 1st. Um, so it's been an unorthodox year, to say the least, guys. I'll tell you what, huh? Um, so much so that it was 365 days ago that it was the first game of the year. Um, that, and now the season ends uh, tonight. Pretty crazy. Uh, pretty crazy stuff. Um, as far as, like, you know, it's amazing to me just how polarizing LeBron James really is. And... It's also amazing to me, like like all polarizing people, LeBron James fans, you can't say anything um, unless it's LeBron James, the greatest player of all time. Otherwise, they get all bitchy and stuff. It really is kind of sad and pathetic how, like, they demand, like, LeBron's fans are sort of like him. Like, they demand the respect. It's like, I don't know, dude, like, you're already respected. Like, you know, so just just for the record, uh, LeBron James claims his uh, fourth finals MVP. Only Michael Jordan has more. Uh, he wins his fourth championship, a uh, third different team. Incredibly impressive. And, you know, I don't know. I would be considered a LeBron James critic over the years. Yet anyone that's tuned into the show, and it's funny because I got people on Twitter telling me, oh, you just hate LeBron James. Well, if you're telling me that I hate LeBron James, I guess you don't listen to my show or watch my show. Because, you know, that's why I don't like Twitter. You know, Twitter's fun, you know, whatever, you know, in brief uh, periods. But I, when I say I don't enjoy it, it's like people are too stupid to understand your take. You, you know, you have to explain everything. And no matter what, like I said, just people are kind of thick nowadays. So, you know, hey, I, I respect the hell out of LeBron James. LeBron James is the best player of the generation. He is. Each generation has the best player. It, you know, it is what it is. But I'm just thinking, like, I don't remember Michael Jordan sort of like when, and I was, you know, I was there when Michael Jordan won. 
So I don't remember Michael Jordan demanding respect after. It's like, dude, he knew he was respected. He was Michael Jordan. It's like, LeBron, you run the league, bro. So let's say when you, you, you demand respect. So I know because the refs, you know, the refs uh, never give you the benefit of the doubt. You're right. Right there, you know what? LeBron's right about that because the refs are really hard on him. Right? The refs are really hard on LeBron James. Well, LeBron James, and I don't think he's ever fouled out of a game once in his career. Maybe once as a rookie. Everyone else can have five fouls. LeBron's got no fouls. LeBron James travels every damn time he has the basketball. LeBron James fouls whoever he is defending all the time and gets away with it. And you see LeBron, like, elbowed someone in the head earlier in the series, and then he complained after it was a foul. Like, there's no one that has been treated with more kid gloves, and nobody, not even Michael Jordan, had his ass kissed as much as LeBron James has. So, you know, and I let, you know, LeBron, I give you the respect. You're a great player, and it's an awesome accomplishment, and it's, it's amazing. You won a championship with the Lakers in the year that Kobe passed. Great stuff. But it's amazing to me, like, that unless, like, we say that you're the greatest player of all time, somehow, like, you're always going to, you know, you know, you have an attitude. And, you know, so let's just his exact words after the game. And it's the whole thing. It's the whole thing. It's not just, um, <laughs> it's not, it's not just about, about him. And he said, put, uh, put some respect uh, on my name. But he's talking about the Lakers uh, as well. You know, put some respect on the Lakers' name. Dude, it's the Lakers. You're acting as if though it's like you're, you're, you, people are talking about the Orlando Magic here. Uh, LeBron says, I put myself, my body, and my mind in position to be uh, available to my teammates. I've never missed a playoff game in my career. And the best thing you can do for your teammates is be available. What is that, like pot shots of people to get hurt? <laughs> and for me to be available to my teammates and put in the work, I just hope I make uh, my guys proud. That's all that matters to me. I just make my guys proud, make the fan base proud, my family back home. I can't wait to, to get back home to them. Akron, Ohio, we did it again. That's what it's all about. All right, so those are nice words right there. Those, those are nice um, those, those are nice words uh, right there. So, you know, he could have just left it at that. <laughs> he could have... He could have just uh, he could have just uh, left it at that, uh, but he goes on to say, "We just want our respect." Rob Palenka wants his respect. Coach Vogel wants his respect. The organization wants their respect. Laker Nation wants their respect, and I want my damn respect too. Yeah, I know because nobody respects the Lakers, LeBron. Everybody, you're right. The Lakers are just victims. Like, shut the hell up, bro. Like, like, you know, like, really? As I stated, I got no beef for LeBron winning. And I'm not even a pro-LeBron guy. And I'm like, you know what? What a run. I, I've been saying it for weeks. And, and, and other people are coming. Oh, he chases titles and blah, blah. I've had people tell me there's an asterisk. I've defended him. But as I stated, we're sorry, King. I guess unless we call you Emperor, Emperor James, then, you know, but I just can't buy in this, like, oh, the Lakers want their damn respect, too. Shut the hell up. You guys, like, manipulated the Pelicans. ADs quit playing for them. You basically hijacked that deal. Oh, you want your respect. I know, because the Lakers never get any respect at all. 
it's just, it's just, as I said, this shouldn't be the big story, but to me, it's just like, oh, shut up, LeBron, all right? You know, this is why, you know, we try to like you, and then deep down inside, I don't think LeBron's a bad guy and stuff. LeBron is just like a product of, like, all millennials and stuff. Self-entitled. Me, 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 I'm great, look at me. Uh, I don't respect anything, like, before me. Like, you know, all the fans. Like, you know, LeBron fans taking shots at drug out people who go watch the last, uh, you know, the last dance documentary. Yeah, maybe I will. I, I hate to break it to you, punks, but 6-0 and is better than 4-6, and six, guys. You know, Michael Jordan was didn't win on three teams. He didn't have to. <laughs> he didn't, like, chase around. Oh, I'm going to go sign with Dwayne Wade. I'm going to go sign. I'm going to get Chris Bosh. I'm going to hijack and get AD. Like, come on. You know what I mean? People do respect you, LeBron, but this is why people don't really like you. I think there's the difference. People respect you. It's, you. You can't not respect LeBron James's basketball abilities. You can't not respect him. But he's just hard to like, in my opinion. In my opinion. You know what I mean? And, then, you know, it's just at least you knew who Michael Jordan was. As Pat Riley stated about LeBron, he's got a fake smile and an agenda. <laughs> That's like LeBron. But hey, it is what it is. Congratulations to the Lakers. It's got to, uh, it's a real knife in the uh, Boston Celtics uh, back. You tie the Celtics for most uh, wins in uh, in NBA history with 17. So that's another thing. Like, oh, I had no respect for the Lakers. Yeah, they have the most titles in NBA history. It just, it gets a little old with LeBron and his, you know, his attitude all the time. And, you know, this comes down to him. He's pissed off. He didn't win the most valuable player award during the regular season. But, you know, I take you back to Tom Brady. You know, Tom Brady t- told people in the Patriots room they were upset they didn't get selected to the Pro Bowl. And Tom Brady went over and he said, guys, we don't, like, he said, shut up. He got all mad at uh, the guys that were crying in the room about they didn't make the, the Pro Bowl. He said, we don't play to go to Pro Bowls. We play to win Super Bowls. He said, I don't care about the MVP. And he, he brought up, and he even said, he goes, I don't even go to the Pro Bowl even if I'm, if I'm in it. He brought up MVPs. He goes, let them have their MVPs. He goes, we play for Super Bowl rings in this room. You know, but LeBron, that's the whole thing. And they don't go, oh, it doesn't matter to me, but put, put some damn respect on it. But nevertheless, we put some respect on it. Nothing is, oh, Palinka wants his respect. Palinka never did anything until now. He never did anything. You know, Frank Vogel, same thing. Like, all right, now you guys respect it. Shut up. Four trades late night, big man on campus next. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. 
So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Dang. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Sports Rage Late Night continues. I am Renzi. Shout out to all of our radio affiliates. Uh, Sports Rage Sunday, the sports mass. Um, normally, we're, you know, we're, we're, we dive deep into the National Football League on Sunday nights, and we will. We're going to get into the NFL, but of course, the NBA season came to a close. Pretty crazy. 365 days after it started. It was actually one full calendar year this NBA season. Lakers um, Lakers just you know, punched the, uh, the Miami Heat in the mouth. Jimmy Butler ran out of gas uh, tonight. Uh, LeBron James wins, uh, but of course, it's, it's turned into the debate, the, the Jordan stuff, and, and everything else. And, you know, we read you the quotes, LeBron James, you know, put some, uh, you know, it's like Birdman. Uh, let's bring in a, a big man on campus. He'll know who's talking about the dude, uh, Barstool Sports in the house, big man on campus. What's going on, uh, big man? How you doing? Good to hear from you, Gabe. How are you? Good stuff. Always a pleasure. Yeah. Well, who's the dude that was on the breath that uh, on the breath the Charlemagne the God when he said I think was a Birdman? Put some damn respect on my name, y'all. When you say my name, you better put some respect on it. <laughs> that, that was the bird. That was the Birdman. Yes. He uh, he yeah. was very unhappy that day when he went into the Breakfast Club. Uh, he ended it's up walking out that day. Yes. Yes. It's a great yep. Better put some damn respect on my name. Uh, that was good. So so LeBron. <clears throat> LeBron says after, we just want to respect. Rob wants his respect. Coach Vogel wants his respect. Uh, the organization wants their respect. Laker Nation wants their respect. And I want my damn respect, too. It's like, yeah, bro, your nickname is King. So what, are we supposed to call you Emperor? How much more respect do you want? Like, LeBron James has got his ass kissed more than any modern athlete I can remember, uh, Big Man. The media treat him with kid gloves. The referees don't call fouls on him. They let him travel. He bitches. Like, and he's, he's talking about respect. And, oh, yeah, because, like, I know, big man, poor little Lakers, right, big man? Nobody respects the Lakers. So oh, put some respect on a Lakers name because, yeah, the Lakers are big victims. You know, I'm ready to tip my cap to LeBron. It's a hell of a title. He's won four times, four-time MVP. I got to give him credit. But his comments after leave a bad taste in my mouth. It's like, bro, like I said, to him, unless we say you're better than Michael Jordan, I don't think he'll always just be bitter and stuff about it. And you know what? Yeah, you're four and six. That's not as good as six and oh, big man. Simple as that. Yeah, I look, I've always tried to give LeBron, you know, the benefit of the doubt. I've always tried to, like, carry the water for him. But, I mean, some of his stuff this year has been really cringy by him. Um, I'm kind of over it. Um, I, I really started to really not not soften on him, but, like, look, he's a great player. I, you know, I think he could be one of the great players you've ever seen, and no one will argue with that. But the antics, the behavior, the, the woe-is-me attitude all the time that we have to kiss his feet, I mean, the constant whining after every whistle. I mean, it's always – he's always fouled. He never fouls anybody. Um, it's always something with him. Uh, yeah, the comments tonight, as I said, cringy, cringy stuff. Um, people fawn over LeBron. He gets the benefit of the doubt. I mean, he had a call early in the game where it was a clear flagrant foul. He threw an elbow. 
Uh, yep. Of course, they didn't see anything when it came to LeBron, though. Um, yeah, look, <laughs> again, I'll always give him, I'll always give him the respect as a player. But uh, you know, even his stances on, you know, and again, I don't want to bring this up, but the NBA has a real issue with the China stuff. I mean, it makes him look really bad when it comes to some of the the off the court stuff because you can't say you want to talk about one thing, but you don't want to talk about something else. Um, and LeBron's been kind of the, the leader of that group. So, yeah, for me, uh, cringy stuff. Yeah, and I don't – you know what's interesting here, too, out of all of his words here, I don't I don't see him bringing up Kobe Bryant, actually. Like, that should have been the first thing out of his mouth. Did this for Kobe, you know what I mean, and the Lakers. Case closed. You know what I mean? It go, goes off, blah, 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 blah. Like, like, Rob Palenka's been a terrible general manager until now, big man. What should he, like, earn his respect for? He shouldn't even yeah. gotten a job. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, he, he basically in, in won a title place, like, because he got LeBron and AD to come to a yeah, team. Yeah, because Maverick Carter, because AD and LeBron are the same agent, bro. Exactly. <laughs> That's what happened. Yeah, it's it's odd. Uh, really odd. It, it's weird how he just, like, uh, says this kind of stuff. Like, Rob Palenka hasn't been a complete mess, but if someone in the chat's talking about TV ratings, I think it's important to understand, though, we, we can't keep talking about TV ratings. The NFL has gone up against the NBA a lot of these finals and a lot of these playoff games, so it's not exactly it's, fair to, to bring TV ratings up. But, um, but yeah, Palenka, uh, you know, he, he's he's been pretty bad other than this season. So uh, that that's kind of why he doesn't get any respect. Yeah, the, the TV ratings are fine. People always talk about the ratings and stuff. People don't realize, they don't understand the intricacies of it as far as the demographics, as far as online, mobile viewers, and uh, and everything else uh, in between. Um, you know, and, and also, listen, it was kind of inevitable when Miami lost their best players. So it's a hell of a run by the Miami Heat. They just, you know, they ran out of gas. And we got to give credit to, to LeBron and the Lakers from a basketball standpoint. They're tough to beat four times. You know what I mean? We've seen teams, and it's weird too, isn't it, big man? Because you look at this Laker team, and it's not like you watch them and you're like, "Wow, what a great team!" Right? Like you watch this team, you're like, "Yeah, this, you know, you're not like, oh my god, this is a great basketball team." They're good, you know. They, you know, they. I'm, I'm not taking anything away from them, but they had good matchups all the way through here, and they really weren't ever really pressed. But I guess you know, you got to give them credit. Every time teams came at them, they were able just to do enough and raise it up a notch. But it doesn't feel like this is the verge of a dynasty or anything like that. Yeah, I I, I can actually totally agree with what you're saying. I never got the feeling they were a truly dominant team. But, um, you know, they, look, played well at the right time. The length, I thought, really bothered the uh, Heat. Look, let's be real, Gabe. If Goran Dragic and Bam Adebayo play the whole series, it, we're, we're probably into a Game 7 or, or who knows yep. what happens. So. You know, I, th- I think that's important to talk about. But look, uh, I'll tell you a guy that I really had an issue with, and he read his headlines, um, and, and really is, and and you've you've talked about him in the past, and I know you've not been his biggest fan, but uh, Tyler Hero. I mean, he was horrific in this series. I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, he yeah. turned the ball over way too much. Uh, he didn't shoot the ball well at all. Uh, I thought he read his headlines a little bit too much. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the Lakers win it. Uh, I'm already excited for next season. It'll be nice to, you know, the bubble was cool. I thought the NBA did obviously a terrific job, but it'll be cool to maybe start getting back to the stadiums, getting a couple of the fans in there and kind of get back to normal just a little bit, but, uh, credit to the Lakers. They weren't, I don't think a, a pristine team, but they did enough. 
Yeah, and exactly. And it's going to be remembered forever. It'll probably be the only bubble title, as you stated. I think they're, the NBA's hoping start in January, maybe mid-January or so, and have limited fans in the arenas. If they if they can, you know, if they can, but they can't live in a in a bubble forever. So they're not going back into a bubble. That's not the plan. But I was bringing it up earlier, big man. It's pretty cool. There's you know, normally it sucks. It's like, well, we got to wait until next year. Next year is in two months, big man. You know what I'm saying? Look, we're essentially we're nearly midway through October right now. The free agency is December the first, and they're going to be starting in January. So it's only a couple of months. Like, we're not – so next season is really just right around the corner right now, which I find pretty cool. And we've got numbers for next year, big man, already. And we were just talking about how – I don't think the Lakers are some dynasty or anything like that, but the Lakers are the favorites, big man, plus 380. Lakers open up as the favorites for next year, plus 380. Clippers are plus 460. Milwaukee Bucks, plus 640. Boston Celtics, 13-1. to 1. Brooklyn, 13 to 1. These are some whack numbers, man. Uh, Golden State, 14 to 1. Miami, 15. Denver, 16. Houston, 16. They don't have the right teams here at all. Uh, Raptors, 16. Dallas Mavericks, 20 to 1. Your Philadelphia 76ers, 24 to 1. You know, I'm curious. This isn't a great free agency class this year, big man, but. You know, Dallas are knocking on the door. I think this Dallas Mavericks team, or I think Luka Doncic is the real deal and he's championship worthy. He just needs a little bit more help there. Yeah, uh, before I get into that, I, real quick, the NBA draft is in two weeks, by the way, just uh, just yeah. to keep everyone uh, aware. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I do think the Dallas Mavericks are interesting. Obviously, we know what Porzingis and, and Luka have there. Pretty good bench. Like I told you, I'm if I'm Mark Cuban, you got to go out and get DeMar DeRozan. I think he would fit very well in that offense. I'll tell you a team I did bet, and I'm not going to lie to you. You know I'm very, um, you know, you know how I am with this team. I took a shot with the Sixers. I got 33 to one the other day. I took a shot there. I think Doc Rivers is a totally different coach. I think he makes them better. As I said to you, I do think they're going to make a big move here in the coming weeks. Uh, I, I think for once, Doc adds something into this draft process. And Elton Brand's on the chopping block. There needs to be some good things that come out of this NBA draft. I think they're going to be in the position to do it. We know the Sixers are a playoff team, Gabe. It's not that hard to understand. I think oh, yeah. making a move here or there kind of shores them up. I thought that price is a little too high. Um, so I grabbed that. Well. Yeah, I like a problem. Yeah, I know well, you didn't. You didn't like it at the time. You didn't like it at the time. They, they don't have a lot of flexibility with the money. That's the thing. And I wonder, big man, there's a big man from uh, Barstool on Sports kicking it with us, Sports Trades late night. But I wonder, is this off season going to be as active as other off seasons? Right? There's only it's a quick one, as you stated. The draft is coming up. Free agency's like December the first. They're starting the season in January. Next year's free agency class is just off the hook. Stupid in which there's just mega players and a ton of them are going to be available. So it's sort of like next year is like the reset button in the NBA. You know what I mean? But I'm curious to see what happens this year. But you know what? I like to hire with Doc. I think, you know, I like to hire with Doc. And as far as the NBA draft, Anthony Edwards right now, I see minus 230 to be the first pick. Your boy, uh, LaMelo Ball, plus 210. James Wiseman, uh, plus 410 uh, right now. So Anthony Edwards is once again the, uh, the consensus as far as uh, the odds are concerned. Uh, the NBA you can season move is out. done. 
you can move Al Horford. Buddy Heald and Yogi Ferrell, send him to the Kings. Al Horford, a pick this year, second round. <laughs> Zaire Smith will get it done. Four trades late night continues with Big Man on campus. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Sports Rage Late Night continues. Big man on campus for Barstool Sports. Uh, kicking it with us. Follow him on Twitter at uh, Jeff Nadu. And as of course, uh, big man on uh, campus. You'll find uh, Barstool Sports. Um, all right, uh, big man. Man, it's hard to let the uh, the NBA go, uh, dude. It's like saying goodbye to someone. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, let's get yeah. on to some football. But it's like, oh, gonna let, let, let the NBA go uh, right now. Uh, but well done by the NBA. It was a hell of a run in, in the bubble. Some great, uh, great memories, um, fun times. Um, you know, from the Phoenix Suns run to the, you know, the Portland Trailblazers, Denver Nuggets coming back from down 3-1. Uh, the uh, the Boston-Toronto series was a hell of a series, seven-game war. Um, you know, the Miami Heat, uh, a special run. But, you know, the Heat, they got as much as they could. They just, they ran out of gas. It's too bad Gordon Dragic got hurt because, you know, Tyler Hero is good and Robinson are good, but it's tough when you got to count on these guys on a nightly basis like they had to, right, with, with Gordon Dragic out. People don't realize, I mean, Gordon Dragic was scoring like 20 points a game in the playoffs, big man. They lost a lot with Gordon Dragic being out. No, they did. I mean, he's their floor general. I mean, Gorn's really been one of the uh, more underrated players in the NBA. I mean, he's never really gotten a ton of uh, ton of love, but he's really come on the last year or two. And, yeah, I mean, you, you can't lose a guy like that and expect. I mean, you got to realize he's a guy that does so good at getting into the paint and kicking out to those shooters. Um, you know, and then you lose Bam for two games. I mean, it's just you can't have that stuff happen when you play the Lakers. And, you know, unfortunately, it just did. I think, you know, Jimmy Butler, you know, in that game two, he – or game one, he was out for half the game as well. So it just kind of sucked. Uh, they never really got the right shake. And, you know, they had a shot tonight, but uh, it went uh, to the wayside pretty quickly. They were not good tonight. Uh, they were, frankly, hideous. Uh, it's a shame. But, yeah, I'll miss the bubble. They, uh, it seemed like it, it would never end. Um, and it definitely kind of went up against <laughs> other things. And that kind of is just stuff that happens. But, uh, yeah, the NBA is great. I, I look forward to it. But, you know, it's not going to, as you said, it's not going to be too long before there's another season. One thing I will say, Gabe, what I was saying before the break, I think there are teams that will take out Horford. I'm kind of irritated that Lottie Divots uh, left the Kings because I think he was stupid enough to probably uh, take <laughs> on the Al Horford contract. Uh, I think you could have – I think Buddy Heald would help this he team was the significantly. Worst. Yeah, I, I think you could have moved him and, and maybe like a Zaire Smith and a second-round pick for Buddy Heald. Um, we'll see if they can make that move. But, yeah, I would love to get Horford off the books. Big man on campus uh, kicking it with us from Philadelphia. And uh, we should note uh, from uh, first the first place, uh, put some respect on their name, the first place Philadelphia Eagles. 
Dude, Dutch. can you imagine, big man, that we're five weeks in and they're in first place with a one three and one record? One what and I don't know. Do you agree with that? I don't think should one three and one beat two and three? <laughs> I don't think so, personally. But well, in the NFL it does. In the NFL it does. Technically, the Eagles are the first place team right now, and Dak Prescott is out for the year. So now Dak Prescott is out for the year. For the Dallas Cowboys, it's Andy Dalton time. I knew Andy Dalton would end up playing somehow. I just knew it. So there's Andy Dalton time right now. What a train wreck of a division this is. So what, what was your take on today's game? Uh, you know, they made a run at it. They cut the lead to 31-29. Uh, uh, it got close. Uh, but in the end, uh, Pittsburgh ended up winning 38-29, big man. Yeah, I mean it's um you know it's the same song and dance with the Eagles. I mean it's it's never anything new. I mean it's just, you know, certain things. You know, I thought today coaching was uh particularly bad. Uh Jim Schwartz has to go and it and the the growing thought in this town is he needs to be fired. Um his, his stuff just isn't working anymore. Um yeah, that fourth touchdown from Claypool, you have a linebacker still on Claypool at that point. I mean it's just terrible schemes. Uh Carson Wentz I, I know a lot of people want to blame him, but look, he's not the issue here. Uh, they have bigger problems. The offensive line, I mean, Lane Johnson went out again today. Um, they, they're just not a real good team. And, and, you know, what's crazy is you're right. I mean, Dallas is going to lose Dak. But I'll tell you right now, don't sleep on Andy Dalton. I think we've learned in his career, pretty good regular season quarterback. It's the question of when he gets to the playoffs, then what? And the problem that Dallas has is, I mean, they could kind of win a lot of 38, 35 games. Their defense is still shockingly bad. I mean, Gabe, when you look at Dallas, I mean, this is fascinating. They've given up 146 points in four games. I mean, that's <laughs> that's shocking. I, 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 I can't remember in my – lifetime a worse defensive team in the nfl i i mean there's been some bad falcon teams recently tampa bay a couple years ago was really bad but i i mean dallas is horrible i mean this is really horrific sorry five games they've given up uh 146 points but they are ugly to watch adult I mean, look help, at the but- giants the giants were averaging 11.8 yeah. points per football game yeah. uh, coming into tonight right. Right. Dallas Cowboys, these are like college numbers. And you're, you know, you're a big college guy. So these are literally like, yeah. it's like a college football team, like the Louisville Cardinal or something. They're giving up 36.5 points per game, big man. <laughs> like, how are you supposed to win games when you yeah. give up 36 points a game? Uh, it's, I mean, Atlanta's giving up 34.5, and they just got fired. But as far as Philadelphia, as you stated, you know, you see it, big man. Like, they won the Super Bowl with this stop, but I really, and I've repeated myself, I don't want to repeat myself too much, but I don't think people realize how much of an impact Frank Reich had on that thing. And I think, you know, Frank Reich's impact on Carson Wentz was positive as well, being a quarterback. And I know Peterson was the quarterback, but he doesn't seem to to, to click uh, with Wentz, like when it comes to, like, coaching quarterback play. You know, Wentz pissed him off when he went to a QB guru behind his back. He said, oh, I'm not really getting the footwork. I got a footwork problem, and Peterson isn't fi- fixing it uh, type of deal. Well, I think, and like you said, Schwartz, he's been there a while. It's sort of like the championship regime is coming to an end, big man. And, you know, they have so many injuries, so they're not going to blame Peterson. And this is what happens, too. You know it. When, you know, a coach wins, he gets like a little bit of it's like there's a grace period now because of the Super Bowl. Now, you guys in Philly don't care about grace periods, but 
I really, you know, without Frank Reich, Peterson's not the same coach. Like, Frank Reich was such a big part of that thing. And as you stated, like, the roster is flawed right now, but they're going to be in the mix. They've got heart. I give them credit. It's the one thing with the Eagles, big man. They don't quit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They do stupid things. They'll turn the ball over. Everyone's hurt all the time. But the team does have a lot of heart. I got to give them that. Yeah, I mean, they definitely have that. Um, the, the issue that the Eagles have, though, is, and I said this earlier, I mean, what do you really have, to, like, coming back? I mean, Deshaun Jackson, since he's returned to the Eagles, he's been eligible to play in 22 games. He's only played in six of them. I mean, this isn't a guy that's he's so very durable. He's so I mean. Yeah, I mean, Jay, Alshon Jeffrey, I mean, I don't know what his foreshadowing coming too. back is. That's yeah, what I'm I mean, saying, just, like part of the Super Bowl team. Like, that much... was that. Jeffrey peaked then, three years ago, four years ago, you know what I mean, whatever it was. Like, right. that was then. They're not the same guys anymore. They're old. Like, it's time to let it go. And I know you didn't like the Rager pick to begin with, but, you know, and, and this kid's not, you know, contributing anything. He's hurt. Like, you see this all and the time. Zach Ertz has done Zach yeah, Ertz has nothing. done nothing. I mean, one reception just, for six yards. Yeah, your depth in the offensive line is is kind of disappeared. Um, but again, you look at a team like Dallas. I mean, G- Gabe, when you look at college, there are seventy five teams playing currently in college. Only fifteen have given up thirty six or more points. Wow. I mean, <laughs> I mean, when you when you think about that, that's that's fascinating. Like, it's a lot of points, big really man, for an NFL bad. team. Thirty six. It's got to be historically yeah. high. Like, even like the worst it's teams ever didn't give up thirty six points, guys. That's that's unheard of. <laughs> it's like, and the New yeah. York Giants, the Giants can't move the ball. They score eleven points a game. The Giants were going up and down the field on them. Like, it's yeah, it's 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 a, it's a train wreck. So. Um, let's give props, though, uh, Big Ben. Speaking of putting some respect on their name, when people talk about the Cleveland Browns, you better put some respect on their name. That's their fourth win in a row, Big Man. I was on the Browns today. I like them. You know, listen, I took the, the Bears last week against the Colts, so I, I, if I thought the Bears could beat the Colts on the road, I almost had to take the Browns. But, I, hey, listen, I'm impressed. I'm not a big Baker Mayfield fan, but I like the way that, you know, they're turning him into a game manager. They've got a great offensive line. They run the football. The defense is playing good football. Um, they make, you know, they're okay football. They make plays when they have to. They get to the quarterback. There's a lot to like about this Cleveland Brown team. They're 4-1, and one, man. It's the end of the world as we know it. The Cleveland Browns have a four-game win streak, big man. Yeah, you know, I write a, I write a blog every Sunday uh, at Barstool. It's uh, NFL Deep Dive Pick of the Week. I had the Browns as well. I was really high on them today. I didn't understand why they were a dog at home to the Colts. I thought the Colts were overvalued, hadn't really played anyone, especially an offense of this caliber. Uh, and they had some real key. Yeah, they had Costanza was out, Leonard's out. Yeah, you're right with Mayfield. I, I still think he's a reckless quarterback, but he is a game manager. I'll tell you one thing I love about the Browns, too. They do not drop the football. They had a few today, but they do not drop for the most part. And they force turnovers, 10 takeaways in the NFL, lead the league in takeaways. So in a weird season, Gabe, you need things to go your way. Takeaways are, are working right now. They're moving the football defensively. I'll tell you one thing, Gabe. Another thing they need to do, and they did it today, they benched Andrew Sandejo. They inserted Ronnie Harrison. He played at Alabama. What did Ronnie Harrison do? He had a pick six right off the bat. 
They have Good made call. some yep. moves that have helped this. Yeah, they've helped this team. And the coaching's doing some good things. Who would have thought Browns, four straight wins? Um, they're scoring a ton of points. Uh, they're fun to watch. They're a sleeper in that division. I, I really am interested in Cleveland going forward. Two, two big games coming up in the North. It's a great point that you raised. I brought it up as well. I brought it up as far as Baker Mayfield was concerned earlier. I brought it up today, but I talked about it in the past. Early in the year, man, when Baker was sloppy and stuff and careless and reckless, they put it out there in the room, like, Case Keenum, get ready. And as you talk about, this staff has no personal relationship or connection to anybody on that football team. And they've come in here, and basically everybody's accountable. And I like it. Um, you know, last year when Beckham bitched, when Beckham bitched, Kitchen said, oh, you know, he made it worse. Beckham sort of bitched this year. What did Stemnowski say? He's right. <laughs> he said he's right. Yeah. He goes, Baker's got to get him the ball. He goes, he's open, and we got to address this. And, you know, he had success with Case Keenum in Minnesota, won 13. Exactly. Baker realizes, this isn't my job for free anymore. Like, he will replace me. As you stated with Sandale, like, if you're not playing well in Cleveland right now, he will take you out. And players like that. You know, accountability counts. My Buffalo Bills, same thing, big man. Under Rex Ryan, the Bills were like the most penalized team in the NFL, bro. They had pool tables and pinball machines in, in, the, in, in the locker room and stuff. Now look at McDermott. Like, they're disciplined as hell. Like, you know what I mean? It, it all starts, like, sort of with, with the coach and the attitude. Uh, but I like, I like what the Browns are doing. And as you talk about, they're in the mix in this division. Hell, they're in the mix in the AFC right now. That division's a tough one, man. Pittsburgh Steelers 4-0. Baltimore Ravens now 4-1. Cleveland Browns now 4-1, big man. Tough division, the NFC oh. North. Yeah, coaching goes a long, long way. And I'll tell you one other thing, Gabe. The last five years, the Cleveland Browns lose that game today. They didn't lose yep. it today. That's a big step and forward. Good point. Uh, Joe Lisi brought that up today to me. It said, you know, years ago, the Browns last week blow that lead against the Cowboys. They don't win that game yep. either. They're fighting. When yep. They're learning to win. They're watching. They're learning to win. They got talent, man. You got Kareem Hunt, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham. They got some serious skill position players. More with Big Man on campus, sports race late night kitchen. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Sports Rage late night continues. Scenes downtown Los Angeles uh, right now. A COVID super spreader event going on. <laughs> alert. COVID alert. COVID alert. Man, there's a lot of people out there, and none of them are wearing masks. I see they're now setting fires. Um, <laughs> and... There's a dude in an actual bubble. He's rolling down the street in a bubble. Uh, great stuff, uh, except I wouldn't want to be in the middle of this thing. And, you know, big man, I'm watching for the college football. You and I talked about it. I nearly had a heart attack when I saw App State and Marshall a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, that was nothing, big man. I watched Florida and Texas A&M. Dear God, man. Like, like it, 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 I, across the board, man, I just saw so many stadiums. And, like, the Texas, the Cotton Bowl. 
the Texas kids, they're all like high fiving and hugging each other in the stands and stuff. It's like I'm thinking to myself, like, I don't want to be that close to another dude, big man. Like, why do people want to be that close to each other? I don't I don't get it, but they clearly don't give a crap in Texas, big man. You see these stadiums? It's packed, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no. I couldn't believe Texas A&M. I flipped that game on with about four minutes to go, and they showed a crowd, the crowd pan. There were a lot of people there. And not a lot of distancing going on either. (laughs) And then Dan Mullen comes out and says that he wants full stadiums at the games going forward. It's like, I mean – you know, some of these people, man, it's and it's all oh, political. Mullen, in other words, some people want he's it. willing to oh. kill people, big man, to get you know to maybe get a couple of false start penalties called. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's crazy. He's it's willing, really like, crazy. Uh, maybe a few people will die, but you know, we gotta win at home, man. Like, yeah. it, like it's just, I don't have a problem with playing and stuff like that, but now you're just filling stadiums up. It's like, uh, it, okay, okay. Just for Texas the record, A&M says they had twenty. Texas yeah, yeah. says they had twenty-four thousand people there yesterday. No shot. Like, do they have like, oh yeah, like twenty-four? How stupid do they think we are? Twenty-four thousand, big man. You mean two hundred forty thousand? How proud you, big man? There was about sixty thousand people there, if not more. I agree. Twenty-four. 000. Yeah, what in the rest section? Level two coming up. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 